So welcome everyone for a new episode of the Self-Love Talk Show with Elisa Canali. I'm your host and today I have the pleasure to have with me Erin and she's a mindset and manifestation coach for female entrepreneurs and she's also the founder of Soul Naked CEO. And uh, we met on Facebook and I really love her vibe. So I said, okay, she seems pretty cool. So it's, we want her on the podcast. Welcome, Erin. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm happy to, happy to be here. And when you asked me, I was super excited because I also had been you know, following you and I'm like, I love her vibe. So I think it was a mutual thing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So Erin, Tell us all about you, like how did you uh, create your business, uh, like how did you decide to create the Soul Naked CEO community? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this could be like a really long story because it has multiple layers and pieces. But um, yeah, as Elisa said, I am a mindset and manifestation coach for aspiring female entrepreneurs and established female entrepreneurs. Um, I actually, about five and a half years ago, decided that I didn't want to be in my soul sucking corporate job anymore. I just like, I knew there was something more, but I didn't know what it was. And that's really when the whole manifestation quote unquote game started. I just decided, I just decided, okay, this isn't for me. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to figure out what this looks like. Um, so five years ago, I actually started a brick and mortar business when I lived back in New York. Mm. And yeah, so I had that and, um, I had that brick and mortar business for about a year and a half. And then we were moving across the country, um, out here to Arizona. And I had to totally start over, which, I mean, divine intervention, really. But um, I came out here, had the idea that I was going to continue with my brick and mortar business. And I also had started dabbling in online business with network marketing at the time through one of my clients. What I figured out from coming out here and just feeling the freedom of kind of, like I said, dabbling in that internet business um, was that I... I I didn't want to be tied to a brick and mortar business. I want to be able to really use my voice. And like, I saw the online platform as like a catalyst to me being able to share my story because I was a, you know, super young mom and I had this whole dynamic story. And so I started really like going all in in my network marketing business. And I decided not to continue with my brick and mortar business after I had invested a lot of money. That's another story. <laughs> what was your business before? I'm sorry, say that again. What was exactly your business? What were you selling? Um, I actually had a spray tan studio. So it was like a beauty care business. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So totally not related, although I kind of tie it together because it was still making women feel beautiful and kind of empowering women. So um, from there, I got into network marketing and I was a top seller and a top recruiter in my company. And what I found with working with my team was that I was life and business coaching them. We were talking about like the energy behind everything that they were doing, why they were doing the things, what was, you know, what was holding them back, what energetic blocks they had. And they were seeing transformations, not just in their business, but in their lives because we were doing this foundational work that was so imperative to like, I always say soul success to their soul success. And, um, 
from there, I knew, like I knew I had invested in coaches and programs and I just knew that there was like that next level was me coaching. It wasn't me being tied to a company. It was just me. And that's where the term soul naked came from. I decided to walk away from that when it made zero sense, absolutely no sense. And I had no back. <laughs> And like, <laughs> I was making a really good paycheck and I just decided to walk away. Um, and that's where the term soul naked came from. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm standing here soul naked. Like I'm just peeling back the layers and using my voice and letting my authentic, like soul aligned self come through. And it just took off from there because I wanted to show other women that they could give themselves permission to do the very same thing. Awesome. And uh, what was like your biggest challenge at the beginning? At the beginning, beginning, or like when I made the most recent when you, when you made the change to the Soul Naked uh, brand. Okay. Um, for me, probably the biggest challenge was just giving myself permission to say the things that I wanted to say and to give myself space and room to know that I could really learn to trust myself. I think having, for me at least, having a company to fall back on, having a group of people that I felt like there was like the support around me, um, it felt safe. Whereas uh -huh. this was stepping out and being completely like solo, you know? And it was really learning to give myself permission to lean inward and, and trust my own intuition and trust my own decision making at a whole new level. And when I started to do that, I started to manifest like exponentially, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, um, like, what would you say is uh, now your biggest vision, bigger vision? Where do you see your brand going forward? Oh, I love this. I could go like a hundred directions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always saw myself speaking on stage. I was, I didn't tell you this part of the story, but I was a really young mom and I knew, um, I remember like standing there when I was 17, saying to myself in a mirror, like, I'm going to use this story to impact and empower other women that like their path doesn't define them. They get to decide, they get to choose, they get to rewrite the narrative and they get to rewrite the story. So well, one huge thing for me is um, a vision of like public speaking. I actually want a nonprofit. Um, that's going to be like, this is my for-profit business. That's going to be my not-for-profit. And I just have this vision of creating this community of female entrepreneurs that get to rewrite their story and they get to manifest abundance and they get to, you know, see that there's literally no limits and conditions around what they're able to create other than what they create in their own mind. And from there, then I'll be able to fund the nonprofit. And so I guess I have like two sections of what the business will actually um, look like. And I know that, of course, that'll probably up level as well because, as we achieve one thing and then the next thing and the next thing and we keep moving, there's always a next level. Yeah, always. <laughs> and uh, yes, we didn't mention, but you also are a mom of three, right? I have three kiddos. They're 12, nine, and six. Um, and my husband recently just quit his job so he can be a full-time entrepreneur. So we're like navigating this whole new dynamic in our home that is like we're both full-time entrepreneurs and we're both around each other a lot more often and <laughs> balancing <laughs> And how, how is, as we like, uh, you know, bring your business online, being an entrepreneur and being a mother at the same time? 
Yeah, that dynamic is, uh, it, it's beautiful and it's challenging at the same time. And I think that's another part of my vision is showing moms what's possible. Because a lot of times as mothers, we think we have to give to everybody else. There's not enough, quote, like we look at resources. There's not enough time or I don't have enough energy to pour into my business. And I feel like I'm such living proof that like, when you actually put yourself first, when you turn inward and you are like, no, I'm going to give myself permission to you know, do the things that I desire to do, I'm actually a better mom and I'm actually a better wife and I'm actually, actually able to show up in those relationships with a completely different energy because I'm every day filling my cup doing what I was, I call it my soul's calling, right? Doing what I was put here to do. And so, you know, when I'm talking to moms that are in business, I always say one of the things is like, First of all, give to yourself first, which is such a controversial thing. Second, ask for help. And third, like you don't need to do all of the things, right? You can, I always say you can have it all, but you don't need to do it all. Yeah. So you ask for help, you can delegate, you can let certain things go. Like, you know, there's where there is, there's always a way. <clears throat> I love it. Yeah. And uh, how do you now support your clients? So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do group coaching containers. I have a mastermind. 95% of everything is online. I do have a couple local clients. Um, so I have essentially an offer for people at every level that are looking to come in and have energetic space held for their expansion. I think that that is the biggest thing I always say to people is like, I'm not the magic answer to your manifestation of your most abundant life in business. I'm just the catalyst. So I'm holding space for you to come in, for you to rise to the occasion and for me to challenge your perspective so that you can see things differently. Therefore you will show up differently again at whatever level. So I have a lot of people come in that'll take you know, like a smaller group program or even just like one of my signature six-week programs and then they'll either go into one-on-one -on -one coaching or go into the mastermind from there and they get to, <clears throat> you know, level up kind of like through the process. Mm. And how do you manage like uh, the boundaries between uh, your family, being online, <laughs> serving all these clients? Because that's been like huge one for me and my clients. Like, uh, you know, I can be a wife and I can be a goddess and I can be a mother and I can be a badass business owner. So how do you, how do you manage to keep all this together? Yeah, that's such a dynamic question. <laughs> um, I feel like that's everyone's thing is like, well, how do you, and I, okay, here's the thing. I don't believe in balance, like, because balance would indicate that like everything, the balls are all always in the air at the same time. And I'm always juggling them and I'm always balancing. And I always tell people, I don't believe in balance. I believe in synergy, meaning I let things flow together as they will during that time. So I believe there's different seasons. There's seasons where I'm spending more time on my business because I'm launching something or I'm, you know, I have a new project or whatever. And in those times, I set the expectation, you know, with my family, with my husband, letting them know what my intentions are, what I'm going to be doing. Then there's other times where things are flowing with immense ease and I'm spending more time with my family. And I don't make that mean anything about my business or about me. I just let it flow as it will. And I think I've learned to try to control less, to more sit back and ease and allow things be, to be what they will be. And what I feel called to do in that moment is what I'm intended to do, whether that's more time with my family or more time with my business. Mm. Um, you know, it's not feeling like I have to do 
every single thing at once. And the foundational piece I would say is that I do always like, no matter what, make sure that I have simple routines, like simple morning routines, you know, simple that I go to yoga almost every single day, like those simple things that replenish my soul, those are non-negotiable. And those are the foundation and then everything else kind of ebbs and flows. Mm. That was uh, my next question, like what kind of routines, uh, like morning routines or night routines do you use uh, or do you have uh, in your day-to-day life? Yeah, I do. I have to have a morning routine. Some people, that's not their thing, but I just think the way you spend the first hour of your day is like, that's the trajectory for your day. And so for me, I get up, I make sure that I get up an hour in 15 minutes or so before my kids. So I'm up at like 4.45 every day. Um, and I read a little bit. This is kind of weird, but I walk my dog barefoot. It's like my grounding practice. Like I walk, I walk, I walk around the neighborhood barefoot in the morning with my dog. Um, and I do just like a short guided 10, 15 minute meditation. And that's pretty much my morning routine. I keep it simple. I think when people try to do all the things and they create this really like strict morning routine, it almost begins to feel like, and I've seen this with a lot of people, it almost begins to feel like a chore. Whereas if you keep it simple, right, then it's, I mean, then you want to do it. Totally. Like uh, it cannot become another to-do list, uh, you know, in your schedule because then it's not fun anymore. Yeah, and then it defeats the purpose of why you were intending to do it in the first place. And I think intention is so powerful. Like if you have the, in- the intention behind it is to refuel you, is to realign you, is to center you. If it feels like a chore, it's not serving its purpose. It's just like you said, another to-do. Exactly. Totally. And uh, since you know that, you know, this podcast uh, is called Self-Love Talk Show, what does it mean for you, self-love? Oh, I have, I have a couple of definitions of self-love. <laughs> I always say radical self-love. And when I say radical self-love, I mean being radically honest with myself about what I desire, like what I deeply desire. I think a lot of people look at radical self-love of like, I take a goddess bath and I meditate. And yeah, those are like part of my practice. Like I do that because I need those things to, to fill up my soul. But I think of radical self-love as like all encompassing. I take radical responsibility for the things that I want. Like I'm radically honest about what I desire. I do actually think that radical self-love is also discipline. And when I say discipline, I don't mean like discipline in a bad way. I mean, discipline meaning like I discipline myself to show up for the things that I desire, right? Like I'm, I'm willing to, to shift my energy when needed. I'm willing to shift my thoughts and my feelings and my beliefs when needed. I'm willing to take the aligned action. And I think that that's actually a form of radical self-love because that's giving me permission to create the life that I want. That's a byproduct of like it's the external extension of, of my soul, right? And so I think that for me, that's like one of the hugest pieces of radical self-love that a lot of people miss. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And sometimes, uh, you know, is also doing the, the unsexy work. And uh, you know that I work with uh, GTs and the human design. So it's also about, you know, looking at your shadow and, uh, and, you know, practice uh, radical self-love and self-responsibility to shift from there. Yeah, shadow work is so huge. Uh, I mean, it's, it, yeah, 
radically loving all of you, like being able to look at the things that you don't want to look at and feel the things that you're like uncomfortable feeling in order to get to a place where you're whole. Like I, I own the things that, you know, scare me about me or that, that I was fearful of looking at. And I integrate that into my being because when I'm whole, then I can be the most authentic expression of myself. And like, that's radical self-love too, of course. Totally, totally. And, um, what like i i guess from how you speak that you you know you have work or you work with coaches and mentors uh, so how have you been like your experience having coaches mentors in your past yeah i've had i mean i started i started with books and podcasts and going to a tony robbins event and those type of things before i was fully immersed in like investing in one-to-one -one mentors and then I mean, I've had really good experiences, to be honest, and I have this firm belief that, you know, every single person has served its purpose and its place in my life, you know, when it was intended to, right? And so, like, everything has gotten me to this point. Every one-on-one -on -one client, every mastermind that I've been a part of, every group that I've been a part of, um, it's been beautiful and amazing, and I think it got me to this point. And right now, I'm in a mastermind that I absolutely love, and uh, yeah. Hmm. And uh, what would you say, like, has been your, since you started this business, has been your biggest, like, shift in consciousness or growth edge? That's a really good question. Hmm. I think one of the things for me has actually been, like, money mindset, to be perfectly honest. Like, I've done a ton of work for a long time on, like, energy, um, identity, up-leveling, all of that. But one of the biggest things I noticed for me as I was, you know, up-leveling my identity that I had been missing was like the money mindset piece. And so I think, you know, this level of awareness and consciousness that money is in fact energy has drastically transformed, you know, the way that I look at showing up for my clients, the way I teach my clients, the way I hold space for clients to manifest. That's probably been one of the biggest things. Hmm. And do you have uh, any specific uh, money practice or money manifestation practice that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, that's a really, really good question. One of the things for me, and I see this with a lot of clients, is um, what do I, and it, it seems crazy, but one of the simple, simple questions I ask myself is if I call in my desires, right? If I call in X amount of dollars this month or X amount of clients, it's going to result in this much money. What do I think bad is going to happen? <laughs> and that sounds kind of crazy because people are like, no, I, I, I want more. I mean, that, nothing bad is going to happen. But there's always something energetically in the way. If you're not a match for the things that you desire, there's, there's a block there, right? And so being able to ask yourself, like, what do I actually think negative is going to happen? Oh, well, if I call in this amount of money, I actually think that I'm not going to have time or space to spend with my family because to me, the more money I make, it means, you know, the more energy and time I have to invest in my business or whatever. Like people always have something on the other side of it that they think is going to be like negative. And when we look at that and we can clear that, then we can create energetic space for you to call in the more clients or the more money. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we all have our 
subconscious belief uh, why we are not calling in uh, more clients or more money and uh, yeah a lot of time with also my clients i've seen that uh, you know oh if i make more money i will have to be more responsible for more people and i will have no time for myself and uh, before arriving to more abundance we need to clear all this subconscious stuff Totally. And one of the, I mean, that's like the foundational work. One of the fun, I guess you could say, like manifestation tools that I use is like, I call it manifestation journaling, but I mean, you could call it storytelling, whatever you want. But if there's something very specific and there's always something specific that I'm calling in, I write it every night before I go to bed as though it's already happened, but more than just writing it as though it's already happened, I create an entire story around it. So I will sit down and say, you know, whatever it is, I'm so excited for the $15,000 that I called in this month, or maybe it's a very specific amount. I'm so excited for this $2,000. And I write a story about it. I, uh, you know, I was able to click pay on this investment that I've really been, you know, wanting to invest in. And I just had my first call with the, uh, the coach that I invested in. And I create this entire story around it that makes it feel so real. And for me, like a lot of people can do that in their mind, visualize, which I can, but writing it on paper for me allows it to feel really real and I can actually get the energy and the feelings completely behind the thing and literally like that faithfully works for me over and over and over again yeah I love this idea of writing a story around it that's so cool yeah it's fun that's so useful yeah and um what kind of what would you say has been like the biggest uh, impact the person that has impacted you more in the last couple of years did you say the person i'm sorry you cut the out. person yeah the person hmm. that's a good question i mean i've had many 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 different mentors whether that be one-on-one -on -one or through their podcast or through their books um i would say at first i was like all into Tony Robbins and I went to his events and I was listening to him all over and um from there I I mean I love like Catherine Zinkina because I love her energy behind everything that she does um I also worked with Lauren Eliz Love and she everything we did together was just amazing and mind-blowing so I've had you know many different mentors in different capacities that I feel like they have 100% impacted the trajectory of everything for me. I mean, and I, I'll say this, I don't think it was them as much as it was me showing up for the lessons that they were giving at the time, like me being open and available for those mm -hmm. lessons. Love it. And the book that changed your life? Oh, that's a good one. And I know it right off the bat. Um, Light is the New Black. By oh, yeah. And it, like, it's not nowhere near the first book or personal development I read. It's probably the 50th, but um, it was around the time where I was transitioning or really desiring to transition from network marketing to full-time coaching. And I remember reading it and I was sitting in the bathtub back in New York, I was visiting family. And as I was reading it, a friend had told me about it and uh, I was bawling because it talks all about your soul's calling and really giving yourself permission to shine your light and stand up and stand out. And I was such I was such at that point 
that it just resonated so deeply with me that like I will always go back to that book and read it over and over again. <laughs> Hmm, you gave me a good idea. I didn't read it yet and uh, will be my next one. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, what about the podcast you love the most? I love Catherine's and Kina's podcast, obviously, as I mentioned. Um, I like Gary Vee's podcast too because I think I, I'm, I'm very much in between super soulful and everything is mindset and manifestation but every once in a while I enjoy like a good kick in the butt which I get from Gary um and I love Jay Shetty as well hmm awesome and uh what like what practice uh, or rituals do you have uh, you know when you feel maybe a little bit in a low or that you are not so in alignment or high vibe what kind of practice do you have oh i love that well first thing i do is i actually let myself sit with the feelings which sounds kind of weird but i used to i used to think it was an indicator of something had gone wrong and i needed to get myself out of it as quick as possible but one of the things i've you know realized or learned is that we're human and we're not always supposed to be quote unquote high vibe, right? Like we're supposed to feel the gamut and the range of human emotions. So I let myself like consciously, I guess, observe them and not judge them. In my go-to practice when I feel like that is while I'm feeling the, the emotions, I don't make myself do anything specific. I don't make myself or force myself to, to do anything. I kind of let my intuition guide me. So sometimes that'll say like, okay, you need to go to yoga. Yoga, you know, yoga is such an embodiment practice that'll feel great. Sometimes it'll say you need to write in your journal. And those are kind of like my two go-to practices because they're very, I think, introspective practices where it lets me like go inward to feel these feelings and see what's actually triggering them and causing them. And then therefore I can shift through them a lot faster. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like we cannot be high vibe all the time and actually, you know, pushing ourselves out of the feelings can be, you know, counterproductive. Of course, yeah, because the more it's like suppression like the more you push back the feelings and are like oh I need to run away from this I need to get away from it I mean that's even kind of like shadow work it's like we need to understand the feelings know where they're coming from feel them and shift through them not always like push them down and say oh gosh this is bad let me get away totally totally and how is being like moving from New York to where you live now it was a big move. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any family here, really. I mean, my in-laws are here, but we don't really have any family here. So it almost felt kind of like a fresh start. Um, we've made amazing friends. Uh, the environment's totally different. But I remember saying to my husband, I'm just going to do all the things that I haven't yet done. Like, I'm going to go to all the events, meet all the people, you know, create space for, like, complete change and transformation and sometimes I wonder if like that huge move in and of itself kind of triggered me giving myself the permission to like make all of these changes you know mm. yeah love it and um, what kind of like um, weekend how do you like do you normally switch off on the weekend or do you 
you know, work a little bit uh, all the time? How is your schedule normally? Oh my goodness, I used to be so bad at this. Um, <laughs> Me too. That's why I... <laughs> that's why you're asking. Okay, perfect. Um, I used to literally, you know, just let it kind of run my life. And I've been really... One of my highest intentions is to, especially with manifesting a lot of more money in my business, has been like, the more I disconnect, the more money I make. And I've proven that true like month after month most recently. And so I've given myself permission to disconnect on the weekends. Not, I won't say 100%, I'll be perfectly honest. I have clients that message me in Boxer. And, you know, if I'm not doing anything, I 100% get back to them. Um, but I've created a lot more boundaries where I don't feel the need to be turned on and tuned into like social media 24 seven on the weekends. And it, it's actually made me more money. Like, because I'm recentering myself and giving myself permission to actually like have a life. Um, yeah. and I think that that's huge. So, you know, I don't have like a very structured weekend plan, but I'm way more disconnected than I ever was. Mm. And you mentioned before when we were talking that you, you know, you know a bit uh, or a lot about human design and uh, what's your type? I don't know. And I don't know anywhere what, to what you know, but I, I'm, <laughs> a <generator. laughs> I'm a generator. Wow. Love it. And um, like, do you, when did you discover human design? Uh, did it uh, click for you? It served you? It changed something for you? I think I discovered it when I was working with Lauren and she said, go take this test. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay. And I took it. And at first I was like, this is not me. I said to her, I was like, this isn't right. And the <laughs> more, you know, and I, like I said, I haven't done like a ton of research. It hasn't been... It hasn't been like a major focus of mine, but um, the more I read it and the more I looked at other people who had similar design or the same design and I kind of, it just heightened my awareness around it. I was like, oh, okay, that actually does make more sense. Um, and I recently scheduled a reading with somebody for her to like go through the whole thing with me because I'm like, okay, I should know more. Like this is, it is, I love that it's a blueprint for you to kind of understand how you operate. Because when I first was told about it, I thought, oh, this is something that's going to put a label on. You know, that was my go-to thing where I was like, oh, it's going to put a label. And I don't, I don't think we need to put labels on ourselves. But the more I learned, the more I was like, oh, this actually opens so many doors for us to understand how we actually operate. Yes. And it actually, like, uh, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, I've taken, I started my spiritual journey when I was 15 and now I'm 36. <laughs> so I've done all the tests, uh, all the things. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was always a little bit rela reluctant with astrology. But then when I found human design and the more and more I've studied it, it was like, you know, this, this is giving me actual freedom and, uh, you know, it's like coming back home to my soul mm -hmm. much more than putting a, you know, a label on uh, who I am or who I'm supposed to be. It's actually, wow, this makes so much sense. Uh, and this is actually helping me to live much more in flow and in alignment. Yeah, I love that. And like I said, since I kind of started dabbling or understanding it a little bit better, 
I've seen that because my first instinct was, like you said, reluctant to want another label, quote unquote. Yeah, totally. Awesome, Erin. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom with us. And uh, where my listeners can connect with you, know more about you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Um, they can find me on Facebook. My free community is uh, Soul Naked CEOs. I'm on Instagram at Erin Nicole Call or my website, ErinCallCoaching.com. Perfect. So do you want to leave uh, our listener with the uh, last uh, input, uh, advice, uh, per wisdom from you? Sure, yeah. I think the biggest thing that I would say is that like, you get to decide. Like you can rewrite the narrative at any point. And something that I believe so fully is that, you know, we can continue to operate in the same story and paradigm we've always told ourselves, or it can be as simple as telling ourselves a new story and just creating evidence of that being true, right? I believe that we will find evidence of whatever we believe to be true. So the minute we start telling ourselves a new story, we get to create and find evidence to support that in a way that serves us versus the other way around. And so it all starts within our mind and it all starts within the story that we tell ourselves. And that is such a simple thing to begin to shift. Beautiful. Thank you so much again. It was so much fun and a pleasure to have you. And, uh, you know, we will put the link uh, for Erin Facebook group, her website and her Instagram. So if you want to know more about her, what she does and connect with her, you will have all the information. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye. I'm not going to be able to do that.